Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. WQAD Podcast Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens. A production of WQPT. PBS for the Quad Cities region. A podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. I'm Jim Mertens, and this is the city's podcast. We're seeing it in private businesses and government agencies, in schools, hospitals, police stations, and to be honest, in the places where I work as well. Employees are facing mandates to prove they've received vaccinations against the COVID-19 virus, or the possibility they will face sanctions that could lead to the worker losing their job. The Liberty Justice Center is a conservative public interest law firm based in Chicago that has filed suit in an Illinois courtroom to defend the rights of six Kankakee nurses who face being fired for, as they say, their conscientious refusal to receive the COVID-19 vaccine. We talked with Liberty Justice Center managing attorney Daniel Schuer. Liberty Justice Center filed the suit in Kankakee Circuit Court to defend those six Kankakee nurses. Why? Yeah, these nurses are heroes, Jim. They have been on the front lines of this COVID pandemic day in and day out for the last 20 months serving their patients. And Riverside Healthcare wants to throw all of that aside and fire these nurses because they refuse to compromise their convictions. That's not just wrong, it's illegal. Illinois law protects folks like these nurses to say that you can both hold on to your job and your deepest beliefs. Now, Riverside's chief operating officer, I'm, I'm, I'm quoting Kyle Benoit, who says that while we can't comment on specifics related to pending litigation, we remain fully confident requiring our employees to receive the COVID-19 vaccine will allow us to provide the safest environment, saying that they had already given 75 full-time equivalent employees granted exemptions. So while Riverside has granted a few exemptions for employees who are in no way around patients, uh, they've denied all exemptions for any employee anywhere near patients. And of course, the Healthcare Rights of Conscience Act, the law that's at issue here, is designed to protect healthcare providers like these nurses. The law exists to make sure that people can pursue a calling, a vocation in healthcare, while at the same time uh, holding on to their religious beliefs. And what Riverside has done is deny all of these nurses uh, the ability to live out their their calling as nurses uh, because they're not willing to compromise their convictions. Now, once again, you refer to the Illinois Healthcare Right of Conscience Act and the chief of staff under Pritzker, uh, Emily Bittner, says it's being applied inappropriately. She says the administration supports efforts to clarify the law so it cannot be misinterpreted by fringe elements. Do you consider yourself a fringe element? 
I don't consider these nurses to be anything uh, other than who they are. They are nurses who love their patients. They show up every day for the past 20 months to serve their patients. They've been on the front lines and they're just asking their government and their employer to respect their deepest held beliefs. And as a society, that should be something we can all agree on. This case isn't just important for these nurses. It's important for every American. Right now, it's their beliefs. It's their values that are being tested. Uh, but next time, it might be your values. It could be somebody else's values, what they believe in that's being tested. And so the law provides uh, safety for all of us, regardless of what our beliefs are, to ensure that we can hold on to those, those deepest convictions uh, and never be forced to choose between our faith and our job. But you know full well that in businesses and in government all across this country, there are these mandates that are in place. And in a lot of cases, the courts are backing them at this point. Do you think that you really have a chance of changing the minds of the courts right now when so far they've really been seemingly on the side of both government and business? So Illinois has one of the broadest right of conscience acts in the country. And actually the only decision we have so far uh, specific to the Illinois Right of Conscience Act is from Adams County. And he cited, the judge there cited with uh, the healthcare workers who were um, denied the exemptions. So Illinois made a choice several decades ago uh, to be a state that respects the rights of conscience. Uh, that is still on the books today. And I think it's telling the governor is looking to change the law because it really confirms that the law as it's written today applies to this situation and grants this protection for these nurses. Are you surprised at all that it's gotten to this point, um, that, that we've gotten to the point of mask mandates and now vaccine mandates, not only in schools, but in, in the marketplace, in the business world? Yeah, it really saddens me that um, we can't respect people's freedom to make these important choices for themselves. Uh, certainly as a society, uh, we all have an obligation to uh, keep one another safe. And we know from the last uh, months and years that there are, are many ways that we can take practical steps like washing our hands or social distancing uh, to keep one another safe. And the fact that we've got this body of evidence now about uh, the tools that we can all have should result in being able to protect people in their deepest held beliefs when it comes to these vaccine mandates by adopting these reasonable accommodations. And when employers or schools or others uh, refuse reasonable, genuine requests from people out of their sincere beliefs, the law steps in to say, no, we need to respect uh, the liberty, the freedom of people to hold these beliefs without losing their job. You have seen that vaccinations are required um, either in government or in schools or or in society. Are you? I'm, I don't know how to say this, but I mean, vaccinations are nothing new. Uh, vaccinations aren't, but we should keep in mind uh, what it is we're talking about. We're talking about forcing someone uh, to receive something uh, in their body, a form of health care. Uh, and the Illinois Right of Conscience Act uh, covers not only the provision of health care, right? It doesn't only protect, say, a pro-life doctor who doesn't want to provide abortions. The law actually covers the reception of health care. Uh, to say if you have a religious uh, objection to receiving a particular type of health care, we want to protect you as well because we as a society believe that conscience rights are that important. 
I think you think that there's going to be a Pandora's box involved in this, and that's very understandable. But is this not just a one-off? Is this not just COVID-specific? Uh, no, I really think it's important that we respect the rights of conscience uh, and individuals' deeply held beliefs, regardless of what those beliefs are. Uh, our Constitution and the First Amendment uh, has this principle that the government needs to be neutral, uh, whether it's our political beliefs or our religious beliefs, that that government can't pick and choose uh, when or whose beliefs to protect. That's a foundational aspect of our law. And so these nurses, you, you may disagree with them. You may not think uh, that they're, they're right in their religious beliefs. Uh, but next time, if it's your religious belief on the line, you're going to want society to respect your religious belief. And the same principle has to be true for these nurses here. Our religious beliefs, our deeply held convictions are our own. And we need to respect them uh, as a society. And the law uh, guarantees that respect uh, for the rights of conscience. In a way, the U.S. Supreme Court has not really made any ruling. They've just avoided, you know, other rulings, so to speak. So in August, when they ruled or, or didn't really rule, but didn't decide to uh, say that uh, Indiana University could not require vaccines, or when they didn't take up the case of New York State requiring healthcare workers, or now the healthcare workers in Maine, uh, that the U.S. Supreme Court really hasn't taken a, a position on this. Do you think that can last forever? Is this going to end up having to be decided by the U.S. Supreme Court? I, I do think this will reach the Supreme Court eventually. But actually what's important is after the Supreme Court that we ensure people receive uh, the individualized consideration of their positions. So on the federal level, uh, Title VII, the Federal Employment Discrimination Act, prohibits discrimination by employers based on religion uh, unless it creates an undue burden on the employer and if there's no reasonable accommodation available. And those are very specific individual assessments uh, to make based on a person's job and based on their beliefs. So there's a there's a level at which this is going to have to be person by person, job by job. But I think the Supreme Court needs to lay down sort of a nationwide standard that lower courts and employers can apply. That's actually a little different than our case, which deals specifically with this Illinois statute, the Rights of Conscience Act that we've been discussing, which provides broader protection uh, than federal law that says we in Illinois as a society we so value and appreciate this principle of uh, protecting the right of conscience uh, that we're going to guarantee it on a broad basis. I think that issue will probably also reach the Illinois Supreme Court sometime soon. And once it leaves the Supreme Court, however decision it is, either on the state or federal level, it, it, what recourse would you have if the decision is against the interest that you think they should be? Would you expect legislation to clarify this in state by state or, or, or nationally through Congress? Yeah, absolutely. My hope is that uh, as a society, I think we value the rights of conscience. We value individual uh, freedom to choose uh, our health care. And that's actually a principle that, that is broadly shared by conservatives or liberals, wherever you are on the political spectrum. Uh, we as Americans have always respected uh, this individual freedom to choose uh, our, our health care. We believe these are decisions that should be made between doctors and patients uh, and not something that the government comes in and mandates. Uh, so I think that's a broad social consensus and our laws should reflect that consensus. Daniel Schur, Managing Attorney for the Liberty Justice Center. 
Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. (laughs) Auto Trader.